Welcome to Lift Your Legacy. My name is Jacob Rupp, father, husband, and rabbi. And each week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you unlock your inner potential and create change that will impact the future. Thank you for listening, and let's get to it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited to be back talking to another fitness guru about the role of body image, health, fitness. Uh, it is Liba Yofi, who is the spirit fit mama uh, on Instagram. She's built a very large following and helps women get in the best shape of their lives. But it's, it's very interesting. We talk about the role of exercise in the Jewish world, how a person can build more confidence in themselves, and in general, the benefits to living a longer and healthier Well, ladies and gentlemen, this podcast has been brought to you by me, Jacob Rupp, and Jacob Rupp's Consulting, uh, Technically Lift Your Legacy. Now, I have to be honest, I help clients often get out of their own way. And something that has really held me up was exactly the same thing, that I was in my own way. For months, people have been saying, you know, talk about your coaching, talk about how you help people, share it, etc. And I had a really hard time putting it out there. Why? Because it's not that I don't think I do a great job. I've seen amazing results from my clients, you know, 10x, uh, more than that, businesses, fixed relationships, um, helped people lose a lot of weight, people go on the path of, of making goals and fulfilling their goals, all of these things. I know I do it. And I've been in the coaching space long enough to know that there's a lot of people that don't really deliver. And the ones that do really deliver are, are worth literally their, their weight in gold because so often we're held back by stuff. And it's just like, if only I could get over that, if only I could work through that. And I help people do that. But for me, my big holdup was sharing that I do this in a big way, in a public way, especially on the podcast, because it's awkward. I don't want people to think, oh, I'm just making the podcast to, to sell you stuff or to talk about stuff. So that, that's not what I'm doing. Um, my point is like this. My coaching business is expanding. I'm taking on a few more clients. If you are someone that is struggling in the area of self-esteem, goal setting, health, relationships, or your, or your business, really, um, reach out. I don't know if we're a good fit to work with each other. What I can guarantee you is that we'll get on the phone for half an hour. Uh, I'll hear the kind of challenges you're having. You'll get a good feel, if you don't know me yet, of the kind of work I do, kind of program I would recommend for you. And if it's a great fit, we'll move forward. And if not, not. But I wanted to appreciate very much from the bottom of my heart the fact that you guys all listen. I appreciate the amazing guests that I have. And I'm really thrilled to have broken through in my own life to the point where I could actually devote a segment to really make a somewhat long-winded, but I think very important advertisement. So if you want to reach out to me, the email is rabbi, R-A-B-B-I, Rupp at gmail.com. And the website is liftyourlegacy.live and at lift, your legacy, lift underscore your underscore legacy on Instagram. I think it's pretty simple. You, you know where to find me because you found the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so thrilled to have Liba Yafi on today, who is the spiritual fit mama. That, that's right? Spirit, Spirit fit, fit mama. Yeah. Spirit fit mama on Instagram. She is... Um, helping women in the health and fitness space. And it's really a pleasure to have you. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Great. Leva, so tell me a little bit about, as an Orthodox woman, 
what's the deal with fitness, with exercise? Why are you so passionate about it? And is it something that is really mainstream in our community? So it is um, becoming more mainstream, but it is still not something that women, you know, put first with their health and fitness. And especially in the religious community, women have a lot of, you know, have children and they tend to forget about their own health and are busy taking care of everybody else. So my passion and my mission is for women to put themselves first and understand that if they take care of themselves, if they take care of their fitness, then they can take care of others better and they themselves can be much happier people and not forget, you know, not forget about themselves and who they are and, you know, what they want in life. Well, so if you're talking about mothers and I'm, I'm not a mother, but I'm a father. Um, a lot of, a lot of times the experience of having children is very draining. And so the idea of, and this is something that I, that I hear often in the, in the Jewish community is mm -hmm. that, you know, we have, there's so many restrictions, et cetera, and we work so hard that, that food and relaxation are like the two places that we can like chill out. So right. how is that compatible with, you know, it's like, I just ran around with my kids all day long, you know, now I'm supposed to go to the gym. How do you do that? And also what's that idea about choosing to eat healthy when we already make choices to keep kosher? Okay. So, um, I'm part of my, you know, passion is always, is also to show women that, when you do exercise, you will feel energized. And until you experience that, it's hard to believe it. Because you, if some, you're sitting on the couch and someone tells you, get up and go for a fast walk or you know, go for a jog, you feel like, what do you mean? I have no energy. You, know, you, you think I'm gonna do that? After a whole day of thinking of my kids, now I'm gonna go you know, exercise. And until they experience that amazing, euphoric feeling of being in touch with their body and fueling their body with energy, they won't understand how good it feels to take care of themselves, you know? So I try to get people to, to that place to help them understand how good it, it will make them feel. So it's the experiential thing, essentially, that you will, it's not like I have this much energy and I don't have enough energy for running but, or, or exercise, but exercise will actually give me more energy and actually allow me to kind of get more stuff done. Exactly. Like, People say to me, how do you do what you do? How do you, you know, you're so in shape, you're so this. I, I can never do that. I don't have the energy. And it's not like I always had this amount of energy. Um, it's not that I was born with more energy than anybody else. I just know that when you take care of yourself and you eat healthy and you exercise, you will feel more energized. And that's something that moms are, are definitely lacking, um, you know. Definitely. Okay. So what's, what's interesting for me is that, um, what's interesting for me is that, is that, is, is this exact concept that women, I'm, I'm sorry, I got a text and I, my mind went otherwise. I'm going to edit this part out. Uh, one second. Yeah. I apologize. Can you give me one second? I apologize so much. Sure. Um, Take your time. Um, That's done, and I'm muting that, so that doesn't work. Okay, um, okay, I'm ready when you are. What I'm hearing you say is that your ability to be fit and your ability to eat healthy is 
not something intrinsic, but something that you can build. And I think that that's a fundamental uh, difference is a lot of people when they go on diets feel like they're working against their nature, not to have the cupcake, not to have the cookie. You don't actually have those kinds of problems. It's not like hard and annoying for you to like eat healthy vegetables and you know have have a healthy meal and to and to exercise a lot, right? It's, it's not like it's a challenge for you. In fact, I would I would suggest that the other way would be challenging. Well, so I'll be honest. It's not a challenge for me to exercise um, when I'm training people, and they say, "Yeah, you just sit there." I'm like, I'm holding myself back. I wish I could do what you're doing right now, but eating healthy is a challenge for everybody. And what I, what I believe in is making good choices. So I don't believe in eliminating any specific foods as a whole, you know, because all these fads that are out there, these quick fixes, everybody's falling for them. Almost every client that I got on the phone and said, I'm trying this, I'm trying that. And I'm like, why are you still unhappy? There's a reason why you're still searching. And you will keep searching till you stop doing these fad diets, till you stop doing these extreme eating and fitness plans because they will not ever last. So... I'm a, a strong believer in everything in moderation and no food is bad as long as it's um, in a balanced way. And it's, it's a constant struggle. I mean, people, you know, there's, it, people have certain foods that are comforts for them and, you know, and they have to learn to change their emotions and their behaviors towards that food. And that's why part of my program is mindfulness. And we have workshops on mindset because your health is very related to your your mind and your emotions. So you can go do a fitness plan or eating plan and you will still be unhappy because you didn't get to the core. So it's a lot more, and that was, you, you did a great job transitioning to that idea is that, you know, one of the reasons why everyone wants to jump on the fad diets is because they offer such immediate weight loss results and you can actually get them. You can drop 14 pounds the first two weeks. But what you're saying is that that's not going to be sustainable. What do you tell a client that, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 pounds overweight that says, I really want to jump on a fad diet and then, and then I'll go to moderation with you down the road, but let me just do this so I can get those, those first you know, difficult pounds off. Right. So the first thing I would say to them is, tell me what you did so far. What have you done? Right. And usually they'll go on a history of the things that they've done because most people don't just wake up one day and say, I want to lose 100 pounds. They usually have struggled with that their entire life. So I will get them to understand that what they've tried in the past has failed them. And why? Why, is, why has it failed them? You know, what is creating that failure? And they kind of come to the, you know, understanding themselves that doing these extreme things will not create lasting results. And then I explain to them, you know, what, how it's mindset, it's fitness, it's health, it's self-care and all that stuff that will create for you a long-lasting result. And they come, you know, they, they usually understand that within themselves once they work through that process. Did you ever have a process like that to go through? Like, how did you get started? So, okay. So, um, I, uh, was always into fitness since I walked. Um, my outlet in life was always, um, a physical activity in every way. So like people, people who look at my post always come and they're like, you run, you power lift, you, you know, you skate, you, so I'm a gymnast. So I do all across the board, different fitness. Um, types of activities is because when I was a kid fitness was like my drug it was my outlet it was my happiness so that's why I'm also so passionate because I understand how much it could give a person how much it can empower somebody to be connected to that part of their body um, and the um, nutrition part of it for me was a journey um, I didn't grow up around uh, healthy eating mindsets 
Um, and what's a healthy eating mindset? Just to, to clarify. Okay, so there's there's a lot to talk about on this topic, so I'll just surface it. Um, I'm every you know most people know about like you know eating issues, body dysmorphia, so um, unhealthy eating behaviors, unhealthy eating patterns, bad foods, good foods, you know foods that you know, like fear of foods. Um, so that's pretty much was you know all inside of me and a part of me for a long part of my life, um, which I had to work through a lot to um, to maintain and to keep and to live with a healthy, balanced way of eating. I never had a problem with weight. It was just all in my head. So how, how much of that, and I think that's also a very interesting point that you're sort of, you're sort of touching on is this idea that it's not just, I have to do more pushups. It's not just that I need more kale in my life, but it's, but it sounds like, you know, I need like intense psychology, psychological intervention in order to sort of remake the image I have of myself. Well, it's not really intense psychological um, transformation because in that case, someone would have to go to like intense therapy, um, you know, so it's self, it's self work, you know, and that's what we do in my program. It's not for somebody specifically with a specific issue. Everybody needs self work. Every human being needs self work, you know, and you know, what's up, what's the goal for this week? What are you working on? What, what makes you happy? Just these type of things. If you're a somewhat in touch person, you'll be able to recreate your behaviors, you know, it's not some, for, it's not, it's not for like a, um, someone who has like extreme emotional issues, they would have to get a lot deeper help, you know, just anybody. I mean, I think every woman in the world has something, some type of body image thing that they struggle with. And specifically, I've met lots of women in the Jewish circles that are not in touch with their bodies at all. Um, they don't even know what it feels like to feel like good. They think they feel good, but they don't even know what it feels like to run down the block. They've never ever done it before really, or they have, but they don't even understand how much more they could, um, how much more they could be and how much, you know, better they could feel. They have no idea that they have diastasis recti. They have no idea, you know, that there's things that can really help them um, be healthier and happier. So as someone that you, you mentioned that you never really had a big struggle with weight, you did have eating issues, but you were always naturally healthy and right. naturally athletic. Right. Um, and then you might be talking to someone, like you said, that, that has never even run before, or, you know, like you kind of see some of the uh, sad excuses for, you know, physical education that some of the people get in the high schools. And it's like, I don't know, we walk, we walk around. Yeah. Um, so how do you even start? I mean, how do you identify with someone that is completely out of touch with, with her body, like you mentioned, or suffering being 50 pounds overweight? Um, or this body's morphia is also fasting. Maybe you could speak to that as, as well, which for those that aren't aware, it's like you right. have an idea of what you look like and it's not in line with what you actually look like. So how do you even start to approach clients like that? And uh -huh. what do you tell them to get them started? Okay, so I always tell my clients, I can give you everything, but I cannot give you motivation, right? You have to have something inside of you that wants to be healthier, that wants to be happier. You can't create that in somebody else, right? So they have to come to you. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not chasing after you to motivate you to want to change. When you approach me, you're approaching me because you want to change, right? So you might not, you, you're not able to do it on your own. So you don't have that level of motivation, but you're enough that you're reaching out and saying like, wow, this is something that I feel like I want for myself. Once you have that, you're a massive step up, right? Um, 
So then I'm ready to help you get to where you want to be. The way I relate to people that don't have the same things that I went through, and just like they don't have the same things that, meaning I don't have what they went through, they don't have what I went through. Um, I've dealt with many people throughout my um, my, my, you know, my training, um, training for over 11 years. So I've dealt with many, many, many people. And I find that I can relate to everybody in, in a different way. Like someone who's very heavy and needs to lose 100 pounds, I could relate to them so easily by talking to them about the emotional connection that they have with food. Because you can be any weight. It doesn't matter what weight you are. You still, you, people think like, oh, you're so small. You probably can eat all the cake you ever saw in your life. And I'm like, that makes no, that doesn't even make any sense. Why do you work out? You're so skinny. I'm like, what did you just say? Um, you know, like they, they don't understand what actually being healthy and fit means. It's not about your dress size or that at all, right? Um, if you're very, very big, it's not healthy. That's my approach. It's like, I don't talk about weight. I don't talk about pounds. I don't weigh my clients. I don't measure my clients. I don't do before and after pictures. Um, I don't believe that's helpful. And I... Because, because, because why? Because I think this is such an important idea. Tell me why that doesn't help. Okay. So I don't believe that it's helpful to weigh my clients and measure them and count down every ounce um, because I feel like they get so attached to the numbers on the scales that it becomes extremely discouraging to see it go down so slowly or to see it go up and down. And the journey of, of uh, getting you know, healthier and being more fit, it's not an overnight process. So if they don't see the, the visual, you know, on the skill, um, you know, changing, they get discouraged as opposed to, I don't care about what looks like on the scale. I care about what looks like inside of you. So if you're happy with how you feel about yourself during the program, I am so excited. That is goals. That is gains for me. It has nothing to do with what it says on the scale. If you're working out for three weeks with me and do following your nutrition and you know, doing all that you're supposed to be doing, and you tell me, like, I feel so good, and then you go on the scale and you didn't lose weight, you're going to go after that and feel like garbage. Why? Because the scale told you to feel like garbage. But you actually feel good inside. So my point is to help people get really in touch with what they're feeling inside of them when they're taking care of themselves. That's an important point. And, and, and until we were really speaking about it, it never really made sense because, you know, the concept of a before and after picture right. for someone that's not healthy, they think, well, it's after, now I'm skinny, and now I can sort of go back to my old behavior. And that's inevitably, I think, what right. contributes to this idea that whatever they said, 90% of people that lose weight wind up putting it back on. Exactly. And the, the thing with transformation pictures, um, before and after pictures is super powerful. And that's why people like them. Like, they see a very strong like you know difference between before and after and they it motivates people and that's what draws emotionally like if you look at the sales people into a program because they see the extreme difference you know in the person they did they check the person six months later and that's also for me it's um the reason why i believe in this so strongly is because i can't post like all the fitness um the fitness industry and everyone that you know that i'm involved with let's say besides for my clients what do they post? They post pictures of them with their abs and their six pack and their muscles. And that's what they're posting. And you know what? All you need to do is post a picture. You don't need words, right? When you have a picture of a mom who has a bunch of kids and she has, you know, strong core and strong abs, you don't need words, nothing, right? It all is about the outside. So I'm forced to go deeper, a lot deeper. And meaning I'm forced to go deeper into the, the emotion and to show people it's not about meaning force in a good way, meaning I don't 
people don't connect to me necessarily because of that. They connect to me because of what I believe in, what I stand for, what, you know, they like that I, you know, every person that I, all my clients, they said initially that they came to me because of my, um, the way I relate to food and physical activity that it's about the inside. That's amazing. One of the, the things that I would point out that you mentioned is this, you know, the, the pictures of the abs, the pictures of, of the body. We live in a world where, A, it's super easy to fix up pictures. It's also very easy because we're so exposed to so many different things. You could, you know, it's not realistic to expect someone that, you know, is, is struggling to get an hour, hour and a half a day in, or that could be even a lot, you know, of exercise to someone that an Instagram model that might spend, you know, like, like Arnold would spend eight plus hours in the gym every day. It was his job. And so- how do you develop realistic expectations around what your body is, how that looks normal? Like, how do you develop like what normal is supposed to look like, especially in the religious community where, you know, most people are not overtly flaunting their body and, you know, just kind of suffering in silence. Right. Right. So, um, how do I differentiate Christians? Yeah. I mean, how, how does it, how is it even possible for a person nowadays to develop healthy habits and a healthy body image again like that idea is so fundamental it's like if you see instagram if you look at even the fashion things everyone has visible apps and if you never see like that some people don't have it you don't feel normal you feel like no matter what you don't until you look like that you're not going to be attractive or whatever it is healthy right exactly well that's that's why i never i mean just by being me and mentioning like you if you read through all my my post, I will not have one post that talks about any of that. It's all about, you know, being healthy and happy with yourself and eating healthy and exercising to make you feel good. There's not going to be one post about that. And people see through it. People, people see genuine, um, people connect to gen, you know, something that's very genuine and someone who's looking for the other thing will never, we'll find it in a thousand other places because everywhere, you know, it's everywhere and they can find, you know, whatever fitness model they want out there and it's easily accessible, but someone who's a little bit deeper will see it's transparent, you know? So how, how do you, how does a person work on developing a healthy body image? T- tell me a little bit about that. How do you work on it? There's so much. So there's, it's such an intense topic because, you know, so many um, of my clients have, you know, unhealthy body image or just, you know, they're, they're, um, idea of themselves is so based on how they look, uh, which is very common for every female. Um, they might love themselves, but they still hate their body. So you know, what percentage are we talking about? How many women do you know in your life that are happy with how they look their, with their bodies? Um, I know one person, one person, one my friends when I was a kid, that's the only person I could think of that with that I could say that she doesn't have any eating, you know, a connection, body, mind, unhealthy, you know, uh, thoughts of, you know, I wish I could change this, I wish I could change that, which is... That's amazing. That's that's an amazing statistic. I mean, again, it's not like scientific, but that's... Right. And that's in that I world, that's crazy. I deal with women all day, and it's very rare. So if that's the case, what what are women supposed to do? Or men? Right. So, so that, so, um... That's why you can't just have a workout program and you can't just eat healthy. You have to have all the three together. The mindset, the mindset work, right? So in my program, we have a lot of journaling, um, you know, that connects you to your, your health and fitness. Uh, every day, every week is another theme of something that you'll 
that will focus on that's connected to your mind-body connection. So it will help you be much more aware of what you're, um, what you're feeling, what you're thinking. And a lot of it is training yourself to think positively, you know, to have positive thoughts because it's all, you know, messages you're speaking to yourself in your head. So you need to rewire your brain to think positively. Um, Self-love, you know, I once heard someone tell, say something that really, like, you know, that really um, struck a chord in me that, you know, that I felt very, like, she said to me, she's like, talk to yourself the way you, you'd want to talk to somebody else. Like, if you would see somebody, you would say, ew, you look disgusting, what's wrong with you? You know, how dare you, how could you have eaten that? That's, you know, like, love yourself, you know, like, talk to yourself and say, like, tomorrow's a new day, I love myself, I do this good, I, you know, write down everything great about yourself, there's so much good. Okay, you know, you struggle with this, but how many other things did you do that's, you know, that's right and that's good and that, that that's, you know, that you care about yourself? Um, and I think that we're so busy as moms that we forget to do, we forget to do these things, you know, and we, the messages that we hear is fitness, health. We don't hear mindset journaling as much, you know? So, I mean, that's just part of my focus, but what my, what big part of my passion is to get women to, feel alive and to like empower them through this. Is there any reason why you feel that, I guess the, the, the obvious, the obvious question is that we live in a world where there's a lot more extremes that are, that are going on. And in, right. the, in the Orthodox world, in a lot of cases, right. if, if you would say, I want to be fit, or I think we mentioned in another one of our, our discussions, like the the stigma around women lifting weights. Or right. I mean, for me, I feel very embarrassed to mention that I love MMA as an Orthodox Jew slash rabbi, that it's a lot of fun for me. So it's like, but it's great exercise, you know? So it's like, how do we deal with this, with these stigmas that it's not a good idea from a Jewish perspective to be health conscious and how do we overcome that to really feel our best, which that it will in turn, I think, make us much happier, well-adjusted, successful people. Right. So I think that, that, um, that first tell me about the weightlifting thing. Cause I think that's such a cool, that's such a cool example of someone that's been so involved with fitness and you've been religious your whole life. Yes. I grew up religious. Yeah. Okay. So someone that's religious her whole life, where yeah. did which community you grow up in? Farrakaway. Okay. So you got a, a, an Orthodox woman from Farrakaway who's been fit her whole life. When did you start lifting weights? Um, four months ago, like okay. intensely, yes. So, okay, so tell me about that process. So when I was a teenager, I had a bench press in my basement and I went to Bisiaco. I don't know where I got this from, but I got my, I got, I bought myself as a 14 year old, a bench press and I designed this whole gym for myself in my basement and I would go down to my basement and bench press. Um, and I was kind of like ridiculed for doing it. Like, um, like I'm not gonna say from who because I don't want to say anything that nice about people, but it wasn't a, it wasn't from the community. I just felt like this is not what females like. Women don't do this. This was this was the, okay. So let, even even more, what made you want to get the bench press? Like what was your what was your ideas for that? I don't even know what it. I I just felt like something I loved. Like it got me. I, I just was strong. So yeah. you know, it was just I just I could always do more pushups than any of the guys or you know. So it was just it was fun for me. But, you know, I became like a huge tomboy because I can't be feminine and do and lift heavy weights. It doesn't go together. Um, so I kind of like shut that part, the feminine side of me out. I would never wear pink. Like, oh, no, because I'm a tomboy. You know, so um, it was like kind of like 
embarrassing, you know, and and I after when I, you know, a few years later, I stopped lifting weights. I was like, I wouldn't lift more than eight pounds. I was so scared that I would become like a big buff um, girl. Um, and I really had a belief in myself that if I lift heavy weights, I would become big, like buff and it's ugly and it's not good to be like a strong woman. Like if you want to be fit, like don't have muscles, like just or a little bit, but not like, you know, out there. So um, just a few months ago, last year we moved to Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, and I opened my own studio here. So I have my, you know, in-person training business here. And I decided that I want to go get my own trainer because I never in my life had my own personal trainer. And I'm like, this is so fun. Like you go get your nails, I'll go get my trainer. Like for me, this is like party. Like, uh, like I want to walk out feeling like I literally my like I was about to, my heart was about to leave my body. So, so, um, I started doing like, I didn't, I didn't even go wanting to lift weights. I said, I don't want to lift weights. I like, I'm, I'm very afraid I'm going to become big and, and, and like, I can't do this. And they were like, okay, chill out lady. But yeah, whatever you say. And we started doing like prison workouts, like the insane type of prison, prison workouts. And a few times we like lifted weights and I was like, Whoa, did you ever do this before? And I'm like, yeah, when I was a teenager, like you're really good at this. And in like within the first month, I already broke like the state records of my, with my body weight of how much I could lift. So I'm like, whoa, I didn't even train for this. And I'm like already, you know, you know, hitting records. So like, this is really fun. And like that competitive part of me that never was able to come out is like on fire. I'm like, this is a blast. Like, this is so fun for me to do this, even though I can't compete yet because I'm wearing a skirt and they don't let me compete in a skirt. But the, the fight is not over. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's interesting. Have you made peace with that fear that women that lift weights are masculine because I feel like that is literally the first thing I also always hear, which is like, you know, I don't want to look like a man, but right. could be that it's, I get it. And it's, it's so interesting also how I think, you know, again, I don't know about the, the Jewish world, how this works, but certainly if you look at how different body types have been um, appreciated now that, you know, maybe thanks to CrossFit or, you know, the, the rise of, of women in sports, like now a, a more toned woman is seen as more attractive, whereas in the fifties or whatever you want to say it wasn't, but right. how do you make peace with, this is what my body looks like, or this is how my body will look if it is healthy versus I don't want to look too masculine. Well, it's like, once I started doing it, it just, it was so empowering. And I just, I don't even, I don't even care anymore. I'm just, I'm just like, it's awesome to be strong. What is it? It, it makes no difference. It's not about that. It's about feeling empowered. It's like the most empowering feeling to feel strong. And that's what I believe in is being strong. It doesn't matter. You know, you could be, you know, 20 pounds overweight in the, in the minds of the doctor. Cause they always say you're overweight, but you could, but you could be super strong and then great. You're awesome. You know, you're powerful. You're strong. You know, you feel good. Awesome. It's not, you know, it's nothing to do with that. So at this point, I really don't care at all. I love it. And I'm like so proud. Of, and, you know. So I think that, I think that you nailed what the outcome has to be for people that deal with this body dysmorphia and all these kinds of things is you want to build a sense of confidence and an enjoyment Right. of what you do. And again, you know, the bodybuilder's body is going to look different from the runner's body, which is going to look different from, and there's a lot that plays in with right. the genetics as well, but it's right. like you want to arrive at a place where you feel comfortable and happy with what you look so much so that you don't even care what other people think. Exactly. Exactly. Like I once said to somebody like, whoa, so like another fitness athlete, you know, and who's religious. And I was like, 
you don't care like to post certain things and like people are going to think of you in a certain way. She was like, why would I care? Who cares? Like, I believe in like, I believe in, you know, what I, you know, what I do. So it doesn't matter to me what I, what other people think. And that has actually helped me a lot through social media because I, I only do things, I only say things that are real and I'm not going to make anything up. I'm forced to be as real as possible. So there's nothing hidden. So, you know, I'm going to go, you know, the thought of going in front of people and with this huge barbell and people thinking like, that's cool in the past would have been like, that's embarrassing. I don't want someone to see me, especially people I don't know, especially other, you know, like whatever. Now I'm like, awesome. Like this feels, this is great. This is empowering. Like, you know, not everyone has to lift weights, but like be, do what makes you feel empowered. Do what makes you specifically feel good, you know? And and also to add in that a lot of the research that's been done recently is that, you know, building strong muscles actually will make you healthy. It's a very big system in your body. And and doing, you know, resistance training, I guess, is the uh, right. the more scientific way of saying it. Like, it is really healthy. Right. Well, I am um, on that. Is like I have severe osteoporosis. Um, and in my bone density scan, it says that I have severe high risk of um, breaking bones and the doctors were like what's going on here doesn't make any sense they retook the test and everything and they just can't understand it because it makes you know so I never broke a bone I feel stronger than I felt when I was a teenager and it's and I attribute it all to you know the lifting weights it really built back your bone mass you know you you build strong bone so if you want to talk about living long living healthy and being happy you got to work on you know your insides and to help you have that and you know health and health which ultimately creates happiness because without health it's hard to be you know it's hard to be a happy person if you're feeling horrible inside you know yes it is uh Liba, tell us a little bit about how people can find you in your program and uh, learn more about you so um i have my my online program is called spirit fitness academy um on instagram my name is spirit Fit mama and you can find me on Facebook also um, under my name, Liba Yafi. Um, and I have an application process which you basically sign in and I decide if I can help you and then how I can help you. Um, my program is for women in, you know, who are looking to create a better, healthier, happier life for themselves. Um, and I'm super excited to spread this passion um, across the war across the world to all the awesome women out there. Amazing. Leva, thank you so much for the time. There you have it, folks. Another inspiring episode. If you enjoyed this, I ask you to please share this with your friends and to like us over on Rabbi Rupp through Facebook or on YouTube. And the more that we're able to get these important messages out, the more that we can really make an impact in the world. So I encourage you, please, to stay tuned. Uh, We have a ton of amazing speakers coming up and also to tell your friends about it. Thank you very much.